What's up, everyone? This is the Dot Daddy Podcast, and today I'm with Shane Herrera from Scout Micro Nation. What's up, Shane? Hey, how's it going, Joey? Where'd you grow up? You're out in, uh, what is it, Vegas area, Orange County? No, so uh, I actually, I grew up in um, Southern California, primarily uh, the Orange County area, South County, specifically. So most of my life, uh, we, uh, I got to Orange County probably around age 16 before that lived in georgia for a year my dad's job moved us out there and then prior to that i lived in san bernardino county in southern california so primarily i've been in the southern california area my whole life and then yeah where's your shop located so my primary facility is located in huntington beach um we're the most busy um i also have another location um I do S&P in Las Vegas also. So I have two. That's locations. where I got confused. Um, yeah, yeah. So you do have two locations. Yeah. So. Um, Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, brother. You know, um, it's it's cool. It's fun. Uh, definitely different demographics as far as like how busy things can be. Um, the Orange County, Los Angeles County area. There's a lot of people into S&P, man. You know, um, in Vegas, not as much. Still an opportunity, but not as not as well known in Vegas as it is here in, in Southern California. So I've definitely noticed that for sure, you know, so, but Vegas is cool, man. Vegas is cool. Some good people I've met out there, met some talented permanent makeup artists out there. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool vibe, man. So between here and there, I'm primarily most busiest in Huntington beach. That's where I'm okay, at. Yeah. I'm because I'm from the East coast, where is Huntington beach? Is that below Los Angeles or above yeah, so it? It's, East? it's Southern. It's a, uh, yeah. So you start heading South, you have Los Angeles County where like Hermosa beaches and stuff like that. You start heading South. That's when you hit Huntington beach, Newport beach, San Clemente, keep going South. That's when you start hitting the San Diego beaches and stuff like that. And then keep going. You're in Mexico. So, okay. Yeah. So I assume you get a lot of uh, Latino uh, customers, right? Yeah, I get a lot of Hispanics. I mean, it's really a melting pot of clientele. Uh, Do you speak Spanish? No, I don't. I'm actually I don't speak Spanish. I'm I'm third generation. Um, okay. So my my grandparents were immigrants, and um, I have a mother that doesn't speak Spanish. So she kind of can enforce it on you. Yeah, she got a little jealous when my dad started speaking Spanish to us and stuff, and so. You know, unfortunately, you know, I don't speak Spanish, but, you know, I have a little girl and she's about a year and a half and her mom speaks perfect Spanish. And so she's always talking to her in Spanish and bilingual, man, it's definitely a benefit in this industry for sure. I know that for sure. You know, a hundred percent. Yes, I, I completely agree. And so that's good. So at least um, at least um uh, your daughter will learn Spanish. Now, yeah. are you married or is that, are you, is that your baby mama? How's no, that yeah, that's, that's my baby's mama, you know what I mean? And uh, we're going to get married real soon here. We actually have uh, we have a second child on the way. You know, Wow, congrats. So, thanks, brother. So it's going to get pretty pretty crazy. And I know that yourself, you know, you just had your second child. Congratulations to you, brother. Uh, my heart goes out to you guys right now in this time. And um, Thank you. Yeah, you know, of course, bro. And, you know, it's just crazy being a father, you know what I mean? Like being an S and P artist is one thing, man, but being a father, that's, that's the best thing in the world. Being a parent, you know, I I'm agree. Sure you, yeah. Agree. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. now, uh, how did you, so 
you go back and forth from uh, Vegas to Huntington Beach. How far of a drive is that? Uh, when I drive it, it's about a three hours and 45 minute drive. You know, um, it's pretty easy nowadays, but the flight is about 45 minutes. The flight's about 45 okay. minutes. So I, between driving and flying, um, sometimes I drive my family out with me. We haven't really put my daughter on the plane yet, so we're kind of waiting to do that. So, um, but that's coming real soon because those three-hour drives with a, a year and a half, you know, baby is can get a little stressful, you know. Oh yeah. So, oh, it looks yeah. to even, but even taking your kid on the plane looks terrible. I mean, I see when last time I flew, I, I threw, a, I flew out to LA in September, and there's moms on the plane, and I'm like, ah, you know, and even if the kid is well behaved, you're still worried, right? You're still like, oh, is he gonna get up? Are they gonna run back? Are they gonna do something crazy? <laughs> yeah. Because you're trying, you're trying to be courteous to the rest of the people, right? And you also just don't want your kid to freak out. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel that one for sure, man. So, but has to be done, you know, has to be done. So we're going to tote her on the plane real soon. She's wild, too. She's crazy, man. She's crazy, you know. Uh, so you've been – that's, that's good. Now, so you've been doing scalp micropigmentation for six years, right? Yeah, man. Um, we're on the same amount of time as yourself, you know. So, and what? Uh, when did you open the second location? That was just this year. That was just wow. this year. Yeah, it was just this year. Um, the second location, I always wanted to expand my business, but the second location kind of just came abruptly um, because we had our child, and um, we're a little funny about daycare, putting our child in daycare. You know, we're getting past that. But um, long story short. Um, my girlfriend's family lives in Vegas and I got like a stellar mother-in-law that's out of this world, you know, and, um, her help. That's why we moved to Vegas, which was, was help for help with the baby. And so, um, that's, and then I was out there, I was like, I'm just gonna do S and P while I'm here, but I'm not giving up my location in Huntington beach, you know? So that's, that's kind of how it came up. We ended up out there cause, cause we needed help with the baby. And, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that was going to be my next question was going to be, I mean, are you paying like four different rents, right? You got the Huntington yeah. Beach, you, wherever you're living in Huntington Beach, and then you got your um, your shop rent. And then do you have two more rents out next? Well, that's good. So I'm assuming you sleep at your uh, at your in-laws. You yeah, no. So in, in Vegas, we live in Vegas. So we have our overhead from our living expenses in Vegas. And then when I visit Southern California, Huntington Beach. I stay with my parents, which is really cool. I get to hang out with them. Um, but as far as like now in Vegas, I don't have that facility overhead just yet. I do have a location there. I I, um, I rent from a facility out there, a permanent makeup facility called LV LV Inc. And there's some really shout out to LV Inc. Yeah, they're really talented uh, permanent makeup artist in there it's 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 amazing what the brow artists and the lip blush artists are doing like smp is great it's it's beautiful it's impressive it's fun but man some of the stuff that those girls are doing in that facility that's a lot of talent and you can kind of see where our color theory comes from and stuff like that you know the permanent makeup industry and things so yeah it's a lot of fun over there it's fun to uh, meet other people in our industry and stuff like that so yeah, so that's so that's what I got going on out there. So you know, and 
you know, do, do some clients, you know, at that facility. And then, but primarily I'm busy over here, really busy in, in Huntington beach with between education and clients. So yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Good for you. Good for Thanks, you. Brother. So you're, so you, sp I mean, do you go bi-weekly? Like how often are you going back and forth to these different locations? It's, 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 it's it depends, you know, you know how it goes. Some, you know, depends where I'm busy, you know? So like right now, um, I'm away from home. I'm in uh, Huntington Beach. I'll be here for about four days. Um, do anywhere from two to four clients a day, bust everybody out. And then I won't be back for about two weeks. Probably about, no, about seven, no, about eight days. Eight days, I'll be gone. And then I'll come back and um, work on some more clients and need sessions and things like that. So, um, Okay, but, so when you're setting up your sessions, you're like, you're thinking in your head, I'm going to, okay, so I did this person, so I'm going to have to see them within the next, you know, week to three weeks max. Yeah. So you're going to have to come back at that time. And I'm, and I'm sure you try to kind of cluster them all together. Right. So that way you can time it to, you know, so you're not paying for 15 flights, you know, you're yeah, trying exactly. to get as many people done at the time and then, okay, now let me go back to Vegas, bang out those as many as yep. you can. Then is that kind of how you do it? Yeah, that's exactly how it's done. That's exactly how it's done. I definitely stack a lot of people while I'm here. Uh, one, the, the days where I have like max, max four appointments, um, all medium In one day? projects. Yeah, but all medium sized projects though, mediums, any sort of large projects. I'll, I'll couple like two large projects together in a day or I'll do but I've done upwards of four sessions in a day, man. And you know how it goes, man. I was so cross-eyed at the end of that day, you know, and I was like, never. So I try not to do those. I can, if I need to, you know, based on my travel schedule and how far along the sessions are and stuff like that. But as far as like, yeah, I can do quite a bit, but man, I'll see sideways for the next, you know, two or three days. You know, you know how that goes, man. So Yeah, and I, I mean, I hate doing the whole heads. And they pay more, like, doing the neck, behind the ears. But if I do someone's whole head, Ooh. I'm very unlikely to take on a second person that day. I, I like to do two max. I've done three. I've done three. I don't think I've ever done four. Four sounds very exhausting. I've done three, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Because <laughs> mine always take at least uh, four hours. You know, I always oh, I block out the time. Is, it, is this what you do? So I'll say four hours, plan to be here four hours. If we're done in three, we're done in three. If we're done in two, we're done in two. But I like to just block that out. Yeah. You know, let's say nine to one or something. And then the second person would come in 2.30 uh, to like 5.30, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. I'll do a, a three-hour block, but I'll give myself a cushion of a half hour between like, if I, if I start a client at one, I'll plan on finishing them at four, but I'll book the next client like at four thirty or five, you know, just in case I got to run over just a little bit, you know. And you should, so, and you got to take yeah. a piss or eat. Oh yeah, yeah, I, and I also suggest all S and P artists take a break every hour. You know what I mean? Like, take a break. It's fine. It's okay. You know, let your eyes realign. You know what I mean? And but if you got momentum, keep going. You know, there's just, there's a fine line. Some people are momentum people. If you got that good momentum. You started and you're you're hitting all those proper impressions. Keep that momentum going. But if like you're getting your eyes are hurting and you're blinking a lot and you know, you find yourself kind of stumbling and fumbling, then take a break. You know, it's fine. Ten minute break. Let your eyeballs realign to your brain. <laughs> you know, and 
and get back in there. But if you got momentum, keep it going, baby. I'm about that too. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> let me let me ask you a question because you're an SMP artist with hair, right? Yeah, you have hair. As yeah. far as I can see, you don't actually have SP. Maybe a beard SMP. I'm not sure. Do you? No, 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 man. I'm like you. I was blessed with a beard, bro. So. <laughs> okay. So. Have you had any issues because you have a good beard, you have a, a full head of hair, do, when you get a fully bald person like me comes in, have you seen any hesitation like, ah, you don't have it, you can't understand me, or what's your, you know, it, how does that question. go for you? So yeah, it's a really good question. You know, um, as somebody with hair, first and foremost, you know, my portfolio speaks for itself. And if anybody wants to see the S&P in person, I have some close friends that I initially worked on in my career that, you know, can come in and swing by, you know, that live locally, you know, they come by and the client can check them out. Um, I got a buddy of mine. He's a really good looking dude in shape, has the S&P, looks phenomenal on him. He's half black, half white. So he's the shape. So he's got like that dark skin. You know how S&P really per on perfect candidate. Yeah, perfect candidate. And um, he'll swing by. He literally works around the corner. And I've hooked him up in the beginning with some awesome free sessions. And he's like, let me pay. I was like, no, dude, just be around for if, if you know, if you could swing by whenever a client's like, I want to see it in person. And so I'll swing him by and he'll just tell people about how it's affected his confidence, you know, how he's doing, why he, he likes it things like that. And then also when clients come by for a consultation, they want to see it in person things like that. I try my hardest to be in the middle of a session of a similar project. So, and then also I'll prep that client that I'm working on ahead of the consultation client. Like, Hey, would you mind if somebody that's interested in S and P comes in and, and checks it out and sees me work? and ask you some questions how you feel about it and literally 98 percent of the time the clients are super cool you know and they're like yeah absolutely you know and so i'll be working on that client consultation shows up go out there greet him meet him how you doing i'm shane you know and like hey i'm working on a client right now with a similar situation as yours a similar case would you like to come see it and they always want to see it and then they peek their head in and they're like holy smokes you know and the jaw hits the floor you know how it goes and um so that's a really good selling selling point like uh, approach to uh, somebody with hair you want to try your hardest to try and get S&P in front of those people and had a, a credible portfolio to be able to you know portray your skills and your talents you know and so but that's that's one way I like to do it I got my buddy on deck who's, who lives down the street and then I also I tell him hey you can come on in when I'm working on a client to check it out and people feel way better you know after they come and see talk to somebody that's paid the price already that's already had like a session or two and how they feel about it so that's, I think that's one of the best approach for S&P artists with hair is to make clients feel better is to bring them in like that. Yeah, I agree. That's a solid strategy. And I like how you have the friend close by as well as, and you're right, your your portfolio does speak for itself. You're a very talented artist. So they could just Thank scroll you, through, look at your pictures. Uh, I'm not sure if you probably have some printed out for them too, but that's yeah, good that it's not holding you back. And okay, so... Let me ask you this. So obviously you have hair, you don't have SMP. Yeah. Most people, they get it done. Like myself, I got it done. I'm like, oh shit, this is awesome. Let me get, you know, I want to start yeah. training in it. How did you, or how and why did you start pursuing your SMP uh, journey? So it's a great question, Joey. So 
my mom has always been very savvy with the beauty industry and business. She's very savvy. Uh, she's a hairdresser. She owns a hair salon in Newport Beach, California. It's been there for about 11 years. You know, she, she, and prior to that, she did nails for about 20 years. And, you know, she's always been really, really savvy with, with the beauty business. And so what had happened was, is my mom's hair salon, most hair salons in the back room, they have somebody in the back room doing waxing or some sort of facials or something. There's always a back room in hair salons where they do additional beauty services. My mom's tenant at the time was a microblader. And she noticed how much money the microblader was making, but she also noticed that the microblader was making money off of the education. And it really blew her mind that the microblader was able to do that without any sort of like additional requisites or things like that. And so she saw a money-making opportunity. So she started looking into microblading for herself to kind of do something similar. Along that journey, she discovered scalp micropigmentation. And she was like, hey, Shane, you know, this is, this is, and she knew it. She goes, this is the next big thing. This is, this is it right here. She goes, you really should go take a class. She goes, and then you're going to get good. And then you're going to educate. And, um, Lo and behold, here I am, you know, and so it fell in my lap. It fell in my lap. I, got, wow. I caught a big break. I caught a big break. Um, really fortunate and thankful for it. Um, prior to that, I was a barber for, I was a master barber in Orange County. Um, the barber scene got to Orange County, Southern California, the West Coast, a little late than like the East Coast. There's a little, there was barbers on the East Coast for decades. That wasn't the case on the West Coast. So probably around 12 years ago, there was a big barber boom, you know, so there's a really big scene. Um, I got deep into it. I went to a really good um, barbering school, had some great mentors and things like that, was doing really well as a barber. Um, and, um, but the barbers at the time just weren't making money. Barbers nowadays make a lot of money. Um, but yeah, they do. five, six years ago, no way, man. No way. We're, you're talking $20, $25 haircuts, $5 for the beard. <laughs> you know, and um, that was, and I knew at the time, like, I, I, I need to make more money. I need to do something bigger. And then the S&P fell on my lap and, you know, the rest is history. So it was, yeah, and, you know, and I got to go to training and then here I am now, super thankful, very fortunate. So that's awesome. So your mom, your mom basically was the catalyst she found and she was like, you know, son, you, you'd be great at this and you kept doing research and that's kind of how you, you got into it. Yep. That's exactly how it went. Yep. And um, so who did you end up training with? So initially, my first training was with um, Zhang SMP. Uh, Zhang is a really good SMP artist here in Southern California and Los Angeles area. Have you ever heard of Zhang? Z A N G. Of course, you ever heard of, that guy? of course, yeah. Of course. So I got to uh, go and get trained with him and things like that. And you, you know, you yourself, Joey, as an SMP artist of six years, so you know, you remember how it was six years ago. There wasn't any pigment strictly created for S&P. There wasn't any needles strictly created for S&P. You know, working with the Mystery Ink <laughs> and Big Wasp needles, you know what I mean? Um, the technology- I remember Big Wasp. Yeah, Big Wasp, baby. And then, um, but the technology and the education system for S&P back then is not even close to where it is now. And I'm sure you agree with me on that. Um, the education systems, teaching people impressions, color theory, you know, retention, understanding the skin, epidermis, things like that. There wasn't a very thorough, like, education created for S&P back then. 
And as it, it's evolved over the years, people that are getting into it now are learning much more than when me and you first got into it six years ago. And that's because of the evolution of the industry and technology, right? You know, so. Yes. One, yeah. Yes, I completely agree. I mean, and also everybody was trying to keep it a secret back then. Everybody, nobody oh, wanted man. to teach people. Like the guy that I, the guy that I ended up training with, Dan Yerberg, who died, and I'm sure you saw that. Yeah. Um, you know, RIP Dan, you know, he actually, and, and Dan, Dan was cool and all that. And, uh, and he did my first SMP, but I know of two very, very well-known artists, uh, in our industry who tried to train with Dan and he, he refused to train him he, wow. because he was, he was afraid. I get, I don't know if he thought me, you know, Hey, this guy who works in a bank, this IT guy wants to learn SMP. He, and plus I'm too, I was like two and a half hours away from him because he's down in yeah. DC. But these other guys were in completely different states. But he, well, one of them was a different state. The other one eventually became direct competition. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with you that the education for scalp micropigmentation is 10 times better now. And we just know more information. There's not really any long-term studies. That I don't think there's anyone with SMP that's 20 years old. The oldest might be 14, 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's about right. Yeah. And so it's like, I actually get people in here. I'm not sure what you do. When, when this question comes up, they're like, well, how will it look in 20, 30 years? And I explain the touch-up process. And I'm like, to be honest, there are no long-term studies because yeah. it's only maybe 14, 15 years old. Yeah. And I just say, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely true. That's still in the infancy of the industry. Um, you know, still a lot of growing. But, like, as far as, like, I see where you're coming from, and I know it, too. Uh, secrets in the industry, in the education system, not sharing or opening up, you know, these 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 diamonds that can really make things more simple or things like that. A lot of these things that people don't want to share are are things that they learned on their own through experience you know what i mean so they felt like they 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 have these rights to these tips and tricks like this is my tip that i went out on a ledge to learn you know so i i understand that but i also feel like if we just were completely transparent with everybody and shared our secrets tips and trips and you know tricks and things like that we would we would help build the foundation the credibility for the industry you know what I mean? There wouldn't be hack jobs that went to class, you know, five days ago, decides to do a full lineup with no, you know, understanding of retention or mixing pigments, like those secrets that can really help that. So then they have a botched job. And now that botched job's walking around representing our industry. And every time that person runs into anybody that says, hey, I want S&P, it's like, oh, don't get that, man. I got botched. You know, and that, what does that stem from? That stems from education and not putting everything you have into educating these students and sharing your secrets, your tips, your tricks, and things like that. Because at the end of the day, the credibility of one SMP application can reflect, you know, into a certain amount of people that think about getting the SMP done. So it's, it's, it's all credibility within the industry. And I think full transparency is merited for education. There's still some people that hold back. There's still some people that hold back. You know, I've been to some educations and 
uh, a master artist pulls out a bottle out of their pocket when no one's looking and puts it in the pigment. And I was like, Hey, what's that? You know? And it's like, Oh, that's nothing. And it's like, no, I know what that was. That was a neutralizer before neutralizers were big, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've caught a couple dudes doing that, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's funny, you know, it's funny. And they're like, Oh, it's a secret. I go, I know what that is. It's color theory, bro. You know, it's so. orange ink. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> so, like, it's just, it's one of those things where I just think full transparency is merited in all education. And um, I also think that, will you make money from SP? Yes, you can. But nothing worthwhile in this life comes easy. You know, Joey, you're like, you're a staple of that saying, saying you know, and putting in the work, growing, learning, working hard. You know, a lot of people think, people that come in for the education, like, oh, I'm going to take this class and I'm going to make $250,000 a year immediately. You got to practice to become a good artist. You got to get good. This is very serious work. You got to build your portfolio. You got to get good at what we do. You have to put in the work. S&P is not easy. It's not. You know, and people, we make it seem easy. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but it's one of those things where people have to put in the work. And I find a lot of people that come into education, they don't realize how much work needs to be put in to become a great artist. And um, so it's one of those things where I think reality, like putting, I like to put students when they walk in the door, I'm like, Hey, this is tough. You're going to have to work really hard, but you can do it. You know, just because I didn't, I wasn't given a realistic approach to S and P when I went to train um, originally, I didn't get a live model. I need a live model. I got I got a four day training, no live model. So I didn't have the proper perspective of this is this is tough. I got on the head for the first time. Oh man, it was like jumping in water, not knowing how to swim. <laughs> you know, like it was, <laughs> it was definitely panic. Oh, it's scary as hell. The first the first person is is so scary. Yeah. Uh, when you're by yourself, your hands still like you know still shaking a little bit oh yeah yeah the shakes yeah those are class those are great those are great the shakes are great well that's good i mean everything i agree with everything you said let me let me ask you this while, while we're yeah. on the topic do you think because you've been in the industry enough uh long enough let me let me back up did you go to the scout show the one that matt Ilo had in 2021 no, I did. Or 2022. Okay. I did not. I so, was not did, in Vegas at the time, but I did do the S&P Expo in Tulum with Jeff and all those guys. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was super I was fun. there too. You were there? Yeah, I was there. I was, was there. The beard is big? I, was, the, was the beard is uh, big? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, but I, I did the side classes and I didn't really mingle too much with too many people. I was just like focused on, you know, like, you know, D Black was there. So I was, trying, I was like, I got to learn this ASMP thing. Oh, that was uh, so Arizona. I was really focused that was on that. Arizona, right? That was the one in Arizona, yeah. right? Yeah. So oh, I'm, you went to the one in Mexico. Yeah, Tulum. Yeah, that was the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I would have spotted you from a mile away with that beard, man, for sure. Because it was a tight, because we were at a resort, so everybody was kind of like on top of each other for a few days. So that's why I was like, what? So, yeah, yeah, you went to one in Arizona. I heard that one was really a lot of fun, too. I heard that one was a lot of fun, too. You know. Yeah, so. they were great. So And so the reason why I'm bringing this up, so at the Scout Show in 20, 2020, to 21 in the scout show 20 no i think it was 2022 yeah. uh matt had brought up yep at the scout show they brought up basically putting in um 
I don't want to call it a certification process like a barber, but putting in restrictions for new artists, basically, or you have to meet a certain level of criteria to get a, I don't know, nationwide SMP certificate or something mm -hmm. like that because there's so many bot shops. Because in all honesty, you could take the class, right? Don't mm -hmm. have a clue what's going on. Nope. You can just go jack somebody's head up. Like that's so bad. reality right now. <laughs> yeah. Should there be a set of criteria? Do you think there should be a set of criteria? Judges, like, how would yeah. they even do that? This is this it, is, is, this is a great question. Yeah, this is this is awesome. So, didn't mean to cut you off, brother. So one of those, it's funny because different states. I don't know how your state is, but here in California. There's no prerequisites to become a body artist, tattoo artist. So you can literally take your blood pathogen online for 40 bucks, have a friend that owns a facility that's, you know, um, good to go with the health department. And you literally just walk in, apply. Here's my application. I took my online bloodborne pathogen test. I have a place to work and they'll literally stamp you. Okay, you're good to go. Um, they might show up and um, they'll show up and make sure you know how to like, you know, sterilize everything, no needles on the floor, just, you know, you're not dumb. But as far as like, practically anybody can get into body art, permanent makeup, tattooing in Southern California immediately. Like you could, by the end of the month, you could be full blown, have a place to work doing tattoos and stuff like that with no real like experience or education. That's California. You go to Nevada, in Vegas, if you want to become any sort of body artist, you have to do an apprenticeship for six months under somebody that is deemed qualified by the health department to give you an internship or a mentorship. Um, I've heard of other states, I believe it's Oregon, I could be wrong, where you got to go to straight up tattoo school for a year before they give you that license. Like tattoo school, you show up, you're learning everything. Um, it was really cool. I actually met um, a gentleman. He was a educator at a tattoo school in Oregon. I believe it's Oregon. And um, his name was Johnny. Um, he's, he's also an S&P artist. But it was crazy because me and him, we did an education together. Um, I've done education with all kinds of people. We'll get into that later. And I was picking that dude's brain. And that guy's um, understanding of the, of the epidermis the chemical reactions that are happening in our skin and things like it was very in depth, you know, to a point where it even educated everybody in the room that were experienced S and P artists. So it kind of goes to show that there's a lot that goes into tattooing the body that's happening that a lot of people aren't educated in. And so with back to reference of should S and P be like this year long certification, something similar to beauty school, part-time, full-time, certain levels and things like that. For me, I think it is merited. I think that we definitely need to try and get a grip on proper education. Um, the industry I call, the industry has a problem right now with serial educators. I call them serial educators, like serial killers. Serial educators flying all over the world, doing classes of like 40 people, spending three days with them doing dots for only two days everybody gets 15 minutes on a live model and then good luck that's not going to get it done you know what i mean it's not going to get it done um so i definitely think that there's more that goes into it um i actually just ran 
a little bit of an experiment with my education system. So I have, I have a three-day education system the standard in the industry, but I also offer a six-day education system. The six-day education Maybe. system is you get, you get six days of education. So they'll get the initial three days, like everybody else was going to, but then they have three additional days. So I'll do, I'll give them the initial three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we bang it out just like a normal class to a live model on the final day. Well, then I have those stu students return once for the next three months to work on either that same project model that they worked on initially or another life model of some sorts to give them a realistic understanding of how things heal, how to approach a healed first session S&P and stuff. And I had these two students, great gals, and they, they did okay. They did okay for the first three days. They got on that live model. They did just okay. By the end of the six-day training, after they have gotten four total repetitions on a live model, those girls were night and day. It was amazing. They, they truly came out better after the six-day education system because they got more repetitions and they got to see healed S&P. They got to understand what to do in certain areas when certain things come back. So extra education definitely helps these students go further. But, you know, there's other things that go into becoming an S&P artist is like you can give amazing education, but you also, and you, you, you're the king of this, is everything that goes into your business presence online, you know, uh, uh, advertising, portraying yourself, there's so much more that goes into that. There should be a whole nother day just dedicated just to that, you know, because that's a huge part of our industry too, is being able to get clients and sell yourself, you know? And so and some people have no idea what to do with that. You can be such a talented S&P artist, be great, hit the floor running. But like, if you don't know how to be a small business owner, you don't know how to portray yourself. You don't know how to, you know, edit videos, create an online presence. You'll sink. Yeah, how it goes, you know? I, I agree. I agree with everything you said. And it's crazy because if they were to put in regulations, like you were saying, different states have different requirements. So if we put the regulations into it, it would have to be, I guess, at a federal level. And then even if we do that, you're still going to have people who are not going to follow the rules, which, okay, whatever. But then on top of that, it's, there's there's so many different variables and so many different things that could go wrong. It yeah. would be a it would be like a probably like a five to ten year process before we could even implement it where it's actually you know up and running and smooth. Like there would be several certified schools. This person knows yeah. what they're doing. You go here. You train with them. You know, but then people have to pay for that, and then you yeah. have to get the models. So there's all these there's so many factors. That are that are outside of our control. You and I just training someone like oh, mm -hmm. they also, you know, and then they're going to need to continue to work a job. And I tell people, I like how you how you brought brought this up. You know, you're not just going to start making two hundred fifty thousand a year because I get people like that. They think, oh, I'm going to be an SMP artist and I'm going to make a shit ton of money. It's not like that. It's not like that, and especially if you're new. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I tell them, don't quit your day job just yet. Yeah. You know, don't quit your yeah. day job just yet. You know, so. How so, long but, did it take you when you stopped doing barbering full time before you became uh, just a full time SMP? I'm assuming you're a full time SMP. Yeah, right I'm full time SMP. I don't cut hair. Um, sometimes I miss it. 
you know, but then I'm like, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, I want to say the pan right around 2020 is when I really was like, I'm putting down the Clippers and I'm just going doing this S&P thing. Um, that was right around, so right around halfway through my career as an S&P artist is when I went full time. Um, and it was one of those things where it was, it was a joy. It was a real joy to, to leave behind Barbary, but it was also heartbreak because I had clients I'd had for eight, nine years, you know, guys I saw every week, every two weeks and things like that. And, um, I just knew I was, I was meant for something bigger. I always knew I was meant for something bigger in my life. You know, I'm not saying barbering is not big or anything like that, you know, definitely make a lot of money barbering and stuff, but I knew that I had talents and things like that as far as like being able to educate, talk, speak with people, convey things to people and stuff like that. I always had a knack for that. And so I knew that I wanted to get into education. And then I started getting dabbling into education a little bit right then, um, 2020. And, um, and then the rest was history, you know, and then um, I was doing S&P um, for a little while in my mom's salon. And, and in 2020 is when I got my first facility. And, um, you know, I've been really fortunate, you know, I went from a little small room in the back to a five room facility here in Huntington beach. So I'm so, oh, yeah. super fortunate and lucky. Um, so, but yeah, man, the transition was smooth. Um, you know, but it was one of those things where S and P you got to really dig out those clients, you know what I mean? You got to keep posting, you got to keep up, you got to, you know, people that have inquired, you know, you got to go back, you know, check on them, see how they're feeling and things like that. There's definitely more hustle required in attaining clients as an S&P artist than it was as a barber, you know? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was crazy because, you know, I'd sit there and hustle and hustle and hustle. You know, I'd catch, you know, maybe two clients a month and stuff like that. And for me and my bills at the time and where I was, I was fine with that. You know what I mean? And then it's the credibility. It's all about the credibility in the industry. Um, really building that and building the portfolio and stuff like that. The credibility is, is massive. So uh, built up my credibility, and then um, I was fortunate enough to have done some really fun things in the industry that other people haven't gotten a chance to do. Um, right after I finished with barbering, I was I got recruited. I've been on a couple. I've been on a couple teams for um, pigments, right? So I got recruited um, back in 2021 to be on the team pigmenta from italy and so i love tony yeah tony's a great guy he's uh you know super talented artist a lot of fun big heart you know and his whole family's like that the guy's really his whole family's a beast yeah and they're great people all of them i met all of them they're really sweet kind people the italians are great great people you know naples italy if you get a chance visit it if you get a chance go take a class with them you'll learn a lot you know so i was fortunate enough to get put on his team and got to do some pretty fun things um and it, it was a great time and i really enjoyed it you know but it was you know it was for me um i wanted to do something a little bit more closer to the states you know what i mean it was a little bit too international for me because uh you know flying to naples every you know year was a little little stretch for me but um so then i ended up on yeah then when you got a kid yeah yeah well now yeah now i got a kid um but the ghost team I ended up on the ghost team for a little bit and that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Jeff and, and Ivan and those guys taking care of me and stuff like that. It was, it was really good. Um, another shout out to a stud, um, S and P artist over there at ghost is Clayton rush. How about that guy? That guy's a beast. I love Clayton. So, 
Oh man, Clayton. you ever talk to Clayton? You ever talk to that guy? Yeah, I know Clayton. I know oh, Clayton. Man, that guy, that guy. I love, I'm a talker, so I love talking to Clayton because Clayton will talk to you all day long. You know what I mean? He's he's the best, dude. Yeah. Really good artist too, man. Um, so I've been around some really talented guys, man. I've been really fortunate, really, really, really fortunate. Um, you know, and learned a lot of things from different people, picking their brains and stuff like that. And um, so. Like I said, so I've been on Pigmenta, Team Ghost, and Ghost is cool and everything like that. I appreciate it, but I've been currently using um, Chris Herrera's pigment and needles. Um, okay, the Art of SMP needles uh, and uh, yeah. the Euros. Okay. Euros and, Euros and um, blends. And um, I like it. You know, um, for me personally, it honestly, it's a little bit of a convenience as far as he's got high quality stuff, but it also, if I order it, it doesn't take two weeks to get here. It takes three or four days, you know? Yeah. And so when you're ordering ghosts, it's got to go through customs from Canada. And so sometimes I had a student, you know, it sometimes takes a while, you know, and sometimes I need pigment right away, you know? So, and then also, but I like blends. I like the quality of blends. I like the needles more so than anything. The needles are exceptional. I don't know if you've ever gotten a chance to try those euros, bro. Of course. And, I have yeah, boxes. Course. I'm planning on them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the Hanzo sword. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's 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 the creme de la creme, you know, as far as sharpness and quality for me. Chris did not hold back on that. So, but, you know, I've been a part of a lot of things. I've been around a lot of different people, really talented people in the industry and stuff like that. Um, and I'm really fortunate. And um, the industry, industry's great. The people in it, you know, they're nice, good people. They're, they really are, you know. Um, and I encourage everybody to get into the industry, you're like, well, how do I do that? Well, you know, take your initial education. Then after that, start working, then take some master classes from these different individuals, you know, uh, build up that connection group, people you can reach out to that'll support you. That'll give you advice and things like that. You know, don't be afraid to go neck deep into the industry to learn more and to grow as an S and P artist, because at the end of the day, we still haven't hit the mainstream boom of S and P like S&P oh, I wish we would. I want yeah. to so bad. Yeah, I it's want gonna to happen. So bad. It's gonna happen. Somebody like The Rock's gonna show up with the hairline. Everybody's gonna be like, yeah. you know. And so, but as an industry, we need to be a cohesive unit as far as like camaraderie, um, education, making people legitimate artists and things like that, and and be a team because when that mainstream boom hits, we can't be keeping secrets from each other. Can't be nitpicking each other can't be at each other's throats over minor stuff because then you know the whole world's going to be looking at us like these guys just bicker and fight with each other you know what i mean it's so we need to really be a, a well educated um uh well oiled machine for when that boom hits we all need to be on that same page we all need to be you know transparent as far as education goes and, and doing good work because once that mainstream hits, man, it, it's lights out. It's it's lights out. You know, it's definitely grown, but it, we still haven't hit the mainstream boom yet. We're we're it's I, any any year now. So I completely, and I, I agree with you. And there, unfortunately, there are some um, there are people in the industry who have beef. I'm glad I'm not a part of any beefs. Thank God. Uh, but I don't put myself in, I, I also try not to put myself in a situation where I'm going to be in one. Um, and, and I'm happy for that. Um, but 
in regards to what you were saying about people talking about other people's work, guess what? Every single SMP artist has made a mistake, has made multiple mistakes, you know, <laughs> especially when you're starting out. So nobody's perfect and you, they have to recommend. Now, if you're a couple years in and you keep fucking someone's head up, yeah, you probably should not do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you probably yeah. shouldn't do that. Uh, but in the beginning, obviously people are gonna make mistakes. And I agree, if we came together I don't know if there's an SMP union or something that needs to happen. Uh, I think it could be beneficial. I do think there can be benefits uh, yeah. to that. I agree with you. Good point. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. So you're so you're using so you've been. I saw I, I saw some of the videos you I saw you with Cat in one of the videos at, with uh, leaders and all them. Yeah. How was that experience? Oh man. Uh... Everybody that's a part of that leaders team, they're all great people. They're all good people that have a passion for education. Um, extremely talented artist, Cat, man. What? I mean, do you know Cat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking to Cat for years. I've never met him in person, but I've been talking to him for years. He's probably very kind the, person. The most kind <laughs> human being in the world. You know what I mean? Like that guy is. He he's just one big smile and hug. You know, and, um, you know, shout out to Cat, man. Love you, bro. Appreciate all the times you've hung out and stuff like that. But, you know, I got to be a part of a, a leader's a training in L.A. And it was a lot of fun. They brought me in to train for the color theory basics. Um, that's something I have a little, I have a bit of a specialty in, in, in the industry. And so being there, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, nice, you know, big class, a lot of students and stuff. And um, it was a lot of fun, man, you know, and, and, and it's fun to – Cause it was great. Cause I went into that class and, you know, you go to educate, but then when you get to an environment like that, where there's all these other educators that are there and then people, and then they start speaking and like, you start just picking up these little diamonds that fall out, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I never thought of that that way, you know, and, and, and vice versa. So being a part of some of these trainings and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's really an exceptional blessing, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I got a chance to pick up some things, you know, and also help out, you know, with education and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I did that. I, I've done that a couple of times with those guys, you know, um, those guys are so international, man. Those guys are tomorrow they'll be in Dubai and the next week they'll be in Japan and the next week they'll be in Korea. You know, they, they are really international um educators and stuff they're Those killing guys, it they're, killing, yeah, they're it. killing it yeah and 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 they're good educators they're legitimate um between jeff masood cat you know um clayton and all these other super talented artists they have on the team i don't really know all the other guys but they're um they're killing it you know and they know what they're they know absolutely what they're doing and stuff like that so i definitely encourage anybody to go catch one of those master classes i believe there's a master class coming up in February, uh, Tony, Jeff, and some other super talented artists are going to be there and stuff like that. I really encourage new artists, go jump in that class. Go learn from I those agree. guys and how they brain work. Because I, I learned stuff from Tony, and then I learned stuff from Jeff. And they're two different brains. These educators, these guys, people's brains work differently. And so how they see things, one guy might see things a certain way. You don't get that. But another master artist will see it another way, and you'll get the way he sees it. So you definitely want to tap into these master artists brains to see what's going through you like uh, you know i would love to tap into joey you know joey's brain <laughs> over there man i see his work i see what he's doing and stuff i'm like okay you know this guy's a Jarrell guy 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those guys, you know, th- those guys are studs, absolute studs over there. You know what I mean? And I see the work you do, the detail you do. I'm like, wow, this guy's very in-depth. You're talking about how you sit down. You know, you a lot four hours usually takes about four hours, things like that. I see the detail that goes into those four hours of work, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, look at this guy's Appreciate discipline that. and detail. You know, and you're a discipline guy. I can see your discipline in your S and P, man. You know what I mean? And um I just think that every if you're really passionate about this, you need to really tap into all these different artists and how they see things because like i said everybody's vision's different you know everybody some guys have different patterns some guys have different approaches some guys have different you know pigment approaches and things like that you really want to have an arsenal of different things to attack different game plans in your brain that you've learned you execute those and you understand them that's what's going to make you the great artist when people sit down in front of me i talk to them and i don't know if you do this joy but i give them the stare at the head for a little while or I'll touch their head and I'll yeah. stare and stare and stare and stay in like awkward 30 seconds of no talking. And they're just like making eye contact with you. And, you know, and in my head, I'm going through my, my brain and my, the book in my brain of, okay, how am I going to approach this? Okay. How, what have I done? You know, it's just literally everything I know. And then just, okay, this is how I'm going to approach it. I'm going to use this level, this size needle. I'm going to do this type of density, um, you know, this, that, and the other and stuff. So, and that's because of all my experience I have. I have that in my brain. So people need to get those experiences from these other artists so they can have this arsenal to reach into, you know, and an assassin has more than just one weapon. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. More than just yeah. one approach. So the same thing goes for S&P. You want to have more than just one weapon for because different things walk through the door. You're like, whoa, that didn't work. You know what I mean? You got to think outside the box. A, there's a lot of, there's a, definitely some trial and error involved in SMP, yeah. especially yeah. in the beginning. And even when you're trying to get better, uh, because to me, I hate doing the straight line. Edge. I, I hate it. I'll do it. I, I try to yeah. talk people out of it, but if that's what they yeah. want, I'll do it. Pain in the ass, in my personal opinion. It is. But I, even. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's like. I just don't think it looks as natural. I love the natural uh, hairline. One, because you can be more creative as an artist. Two, I think it just personally, it looks better. Um, but there's a lot of, tra- like in the beginning, I was scared to to have, a you know, a quarter inch of fading, you know, yeah. be- right below the density. I was so afraid of that. I was like, I'm just going to make this uneven. And that's how I did it. And then as I got better and better, I was like, oh, now I can do that. And that does look better because it takes a few years because you want to see your work fully healed, too. Yeah, I'm like, man. oh, OK, because I keep notes on everyone. I don't know if you keep notes, but I keep notes on everyone. Like I keep a folder. Uh, and so and then I look back at the pictures. And I'm like, you know, and then when they come in, I'm like, OK, that's held up really well. That looks good. So then I, I make a mental note of that. I could try that on this person with a similar skin tone. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do the same thing. Keep notes on everybody. And um, I also try my hardest, like like you said, you know, like, okay, I did the note will say, okay, on this person, we use the size six with this level, um, you know, and then the first session, I did this amount of density, this and that, and this is how it turned out. You know, I noticed myself doing extended work on the second session, maybe I could add a little bit of work into the first session, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, and after a certain amount of reps, that becomes embedded in your brain for that skin type and that tone type. You know exactly what you go to. Oh, I've used. And it takes a uh, while. 
it takes a while. Um, it takes a while. And it's, 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 our industry is a lot of experience, man. And it's not quick experience, like a haircut. You can do 10 haircuts in a day, mess up five of them. You learn from those five, you know, and it's going to grow out. This becoming an SP artist and having becoming a master artist, it takes a lot of rep, a lot of like patience, you know, things have to heal. You have multiple sessions and then you have, and if you try something else, you got to wait for it to heal. You have multiple sessions. It's like, okay, well, I kind of want to try a different approach on the next one. I'm going to combine those first two approaches. And so it takes experience and our experience isn't, like I said, really quick, you know what I mean? Or fast. It's three elongated experiences. So it takes, sometimes it takes people longer, you know, um, when people first start out, how long does it take for you, for a student to get five, you know, heads under their belt. Does that take two months? Does that take three months? You know what I mean? Does that take four months? You know, and so it's definitely... And because the industry is... Gr- and and what you said, getting in, like when we got in, it was uh, it's a little easier to find clients. At least I, I think so. Because no, now, right. there's so many artists. There's so many artists. Good and, yeah. and not so good. So I'll, I, I don't like to call them bad. I say new learning, right? New, so there's new. some yeah there's very experienced artists who are putting out high quality work and then there's a lot of new artists and because of that the customer has way more options to pick from and when you have way more options they're going to shop around they're going to shop around and so getting into the game right now it's i'm not gonna lie it's hard it's hard like if i was have to come in right now i would be a little overwhelmed you know i it would take me longer to get to get where I, my skill level and my knowledge and expertise that I'm at now coming in now, 2024, yeah. you know, over the past six years, I think it would take me longer to, to get all of that information just because I won't be able to get the reps because I won't more than likely, I won't be able to get the amount of clients that I've gotten. Yeah. It's um, you're absolutely, absolutely right about that, Joey. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like the industry's, almost doubled over in the last two years possibly tripled yeah possibly triple so i say (laughs) the last two years it's almost doubling every year now the the momentum's going because a lot of serial educators out there like i said yeah you know um but that's business um but it's one of those things where like i do feel you're absolutely correct coming in uh somebody like yourself um with no excuse me no um coming from the corporate world and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Going into a service hands-on industry, um, definitely tougher for somebody making that type of transition versus a permanent makeup artist, a barber, somebody that's already in the um, beauty industry, the permanent makeup artists, they walk in and they, they've already got, you know, anywhere from two to five clients lined up. The barber, you know, and the barber has potential clients. If you, I always tell barbers this, I go, look, dude, you work in a barbershop. Yeah. How many barbers are in there? Oh, there's 10 other barbers than me. And he's like, oh, no, this not like, look, check it out. You're in a good position as a barber to be an SP artist. Cause one, not only are your clients now your potential S and P clients, but now you've become the S and P artist in the barbershop and every single barber's clients are now your potential client for S and P. So there's definitely people that are in at a advantage than others, but you're absolutely right. The industry is very, it's very, it, it's, it's, it's not, 
oversaturated. It's not nowhere near like the brow industry or something. Brow industry is massive, massive. Yeah. So many brow artists, it's insane. Um, but for me, I feel like the industry. Like, here's a good example. My client I had yesterday. He, you know, he found me, he booked right away, boom, set the deposit. He was all about it. And, um, so, you know, sometimes some clients, you got to talk to them a little bit, they come talk to you. And so this guy was all about it really quick. And I was just like, so how'd you hear about SP? He goes, so I heard about it about a week ago. I was like, what? That's not normal. You know, clients usually research it for a couple years, a couple months and stuff like that. And he goes, well, my wife was going to the girl that does her lashes and her brows you know it got brought up and she offered the service and he said he was going to go see her for back of his crown he had a light crown he was going to go see her for three sessions for 600 bucks and to him he started it was a little bit of a red flag because of how cheap it was he didn't understand it and so long story short you know that person actually canceled it on him personally i think that that person got a little intimidated by the project and canceled on him mm -hmm. last minute. So he knew he didn't probably smart. Yeah, probably smart too. And so then he started doing his research and he found me and then he knew that the difference as far as like, he was like, Oh, you know, you're an experienced artist. I see that you have six years experience. You know, you have a lot of content. And he's like, I like you, bro. I'm going to go with you. And like, he's, you know, there's options. People understand they have options, you know, um, had one client that was in here and he was getting all kinds of different low ball um, prices for his S&P. And that was at least a $2,800 S&P. It was a lot of work. And he said he didn't want to go with those people, the $1,200, the $1,300 people, the $800 people, because he just felt like this was a higher quality job that he needed. And so he shopped around and he found me. You know what I mean? He shopped like five, four, five or six different S&P artists here in orange county and um yeah it's just there's there's they have options nowadays you know what i mean and so it's it's definitely tough back to your original comment it's 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 a little tough to get into it right now let me ask you uh something else what what i've noticed i'm not gonna um back to like needles and and, and all that and actually doing scalp micropigmentation so in regards yeah. to doing scalp micropigmentation and the learning process what i've seen is a lot of I'm not calling anybody out or anything like that, but what I see is, to me, it seems like people almost don't change their needle size when they're blending. So that, I'll notice that I always look at like the blending, because that's one of the most difficult parts, aside from the hairline, the hairline I'd say is yeah. obviously the hardest part, but blending into the person's real hair is very difficult process. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, why do you think that is? Why do you think people just, yeah, I'm going to use a 0.25 when I'm blending on this blonde dude or something like that. You know what oh, I mean? God. Um, <laughs> yeah, might as well do it with a shotgun. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it goes back to, like, education. I think it goes back to – because nobody's pointed that out to them. You know what I mean? Like, hey, not all blending is the same. Densities changes, different tones, things like that. You could have somebody with no hair on the sides of their head. The blends can be different versus somebody that has – a full-blown carpet thickness on the side of their head, you know, and I think it goes back, stems back to education and stuff like that, but also blending. I feel like blending, of course, like you said, hairline's number one, duh, but I feel like blending is a, is a secret number two that really isn't like um, really preached well in education. Like 
because the blends make everything. And that was one of the things I had to work on when I was um, working with the guys in Italy is they're like, Shane, you got to blend more. You got to blend more. You got to bring that blend down. You got to blend it all the way. And the blend, what I learned, because I was somebody that struggled with the blend. What happens is, is the blending is where like you've done all this work and you got to put more. It's like running around the, uh, the foot, running around the, the track. You know, you ran it three times and you got to run around the track one more time. <laughs> and you know, if you hit that one more time, you're going to burn those calories. You're going to feel good about your day. That blend is one more lap around the track and people are exhausted. People are tired. People want to go home. They want to go count their money and stuff like that. That blend, dude, exhausted. That's why I always tell people don't overextend yourself because you got to blend. Blending is essential. You have to blend if you know and people you can't cut that corner you, you can't cut any corners in smp and the blend is one of those that you can't cut the corner on so um yeah you, you know, hit the nail on the head with that that was a great analogy about going around the track going around the track being exhausted because you will have to go around one more time but yeah. for those and i'm not i'm not going to clip this if people are listening if you've made it this far i'm going to give you a secret yeah. if you just Use a smaller needle. Let's say you're doing a 0.20 on someone my skin tone. Okay, someone my skin tone, you're using mm -hmm. a 0.20, all right? And I have hair on the sides, which is nice. It's ideal, right? Which down to the four, the point, um, the point 0.15 micrometer. And yeah. and yeah, and just go down and go in between all those little gaps. Just go in between. When you see a little white spot, hit it. You see a little pelt, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Just hit it with it. Just hit it one time. And I actually will do that almost like while I'm doing the, while I'm working from the head, the back of the head, I'll just do it while I'm working almost. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of just filling in the center, I actually do the outside and then I'll circle back. But the yeah. make, doing that blend is such, it makes a really big difference. It really does. Yeah. Uh, what do I tell people? I go, you know, if you don't think it's blended well enough, go all the way to the ear. I don't care. You know, like, <laughs> you know, just it's more work for the artist, but guess what? It's a better picture, right? Better uh, end result. Way better. It looks way, way better. So yeah, dude, the blend for sure. Got to get that final lap, brother. The final lap. So. Yep. Hey, yes, it's, been, uh, it's been great talking to you, Shane. You have a ton of experience, and I like hearing your stories. How can um, people find you? What's, uh, what are your social medias and all that stuff and your website? Yeah, so um, it's been great talking with you too, Joey, man. Like I said, share with you, man. You're an absolute stud, and you're what the industry needs. Um, look up to you, bro. Keep doing your thing. Um, people want to get a hold of me, you know, Scott Micronation um, on Instagram. I'm also Scott Micronation on TikTok. You know, if anybody has any questions or anything like that, feel free to reach out to me. I'm a really giving guy. Um, I love to help out others and stuff like that because I got a lot of help in the industry myself. So I like to pay it forward. Anybody ask me anything, I'm more than happy, you know, to give people tips and tricks and things like that, you know, um, for, you know, to become a better S&P artist, whether it's, you know, advertising and things like that. But the God of advertising is it's between – uh, Joey and Taylor Perry, just to let you know. So you know those, you know, those guys. I need are... Taylor Perry's budget. Oh, I need I need Taylor Perry's budget, man. He's killing it. Advertising, dude. You know, um, <laughs> but I also encourage people because, like, Taylor Perry is another guy, super cool guy. 
you know, you'd be you wouldn't you'd be surprised how cool these S and P artists are. If you reach yeah, out, he's to not an day. asshole. He's not. He's, he's actually not. a very he's, down to earth person. He's he's scary. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> he's a good looking scary guy. You know, he's that. You know, you want to show up to him. You know, with him. You know, to a fight for sure. And Joey, but he's actually a super sweet kind guy and they all are you know a lot of these dudes don't smile in their photos but inside they're smiling because they're smp artists you know and so hey i love that yeah and it's true all those guys hit up chris hit up tony hit up jeff hit up all those guys you know of course hit up cat you know they're all good guys majority of this industry are really good guys there's a really small percentage that are just you know jerk offs but yeah there's they're good definitely reach out to others reach out to me don't be afraid to ask questions and stuff like that to, um, you know, learn more about it. Hey, reach like out that. to Shane. Anybody listening to this, reach out to Shane. You've got questions, especially if you're in the Orange County area or Vegas. He will hook you up. He will help yes, you. Sir. If you're if you're an existing artist, he can he can drop some more knowledge on you. Do a little masterclass with him for a couple of days or something. Yeah, Shane, it's it's been great. Come on, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>